the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. I have a pet peeve. My pet peeve is, I can't stand a liar. I can't stand it. I've been known to throw relatives out that lie, let alone strange con artists. I can't stand a liar. This morning I was walking on the beach, and I was listening to Kevin McCarthy in the morning show. And that's all I cared about. I can't tolerate the freaking lie. And now you're going to come and raise money on the people you just screwed. Can't stand it. But I wanted to prove it. So we played Mike Lee yesterday. You remember Mike Lee. First, House GOP leadership proclaims that the Fiscal Responsibility Act will save $1.5 trillion over a 10-year period through the two-year CAPS deal. But see, Madam President, therein lies the deception. He proves beyond the shadow of a doubt that what you're being told is a win is what Republicans do. They lose at slower speed than the Democrats who are intentionally trying to implode and bankrupt this country and destroy the standards because it's within the destruction lies their power as we just lived through three years of fascism so this is um something i find particularly annoying but for some reason it doesn't resonate with people i think it's mike lee's cadence after all he's in utah and they all got burlap underwear on they think they're christ in the next planet the whole nine yards so i get not listening to mike lee and the way you really want to find out what's in the bill is you don't listen to somebody who's a Republican, they can be discounted, or somebody who's a Freedom Caucus, or a, a classic uh, uh, Austrian economics subscriber to righteousness and property rights. They can be discounted. Ah, you're a kook. You want to know what's in this bill? You turn to the roaches themselves. Oh, yes, it's true. In today's video, we're going to discuss the debt ceiling and the great news that comes along with it. Now, I know you guys are going to get me, but hold on. Hear me out. Now, we also have the Senior Hunger Prevention Act. Now, you know who this is, Squirrel? This is Shalee Morgan. She is legitimately a welfare queen. She has a, a video where she has over half a million subscribers on YouTube where she tells you exactly how to manipulate the welfare system so you never have to work a day in your life. And uh, she's known as a strong cornerstone of the Democrat base. We'll discuss as well as an increase for my seasoned seniors. Yes, some new legislation. And then Texas is finally reimbursing for SNAP skimming fraud and all the things. Now, I now, now granted, she's not very smart, but that's OK. I speak Chicago Democrat more. Uh, so we're going to go into the real meat of exactly what's in this bill. Now, we all know that this agreement, which passed the House on Wednesday night, 
in the next few days, it will be voted on by the Senate. And then ultimately, that would be the new requirements for individuals who get SNAP benefits or 10F. So even right now, it still cannot get approved by the Senate. We don't know. But let's start off with the things that were good in it, okay? By the way, this was last night. It had already passed. It's a done deal. For one, many people who are homeless or even face like domestic violence or even have a mental health issue, they did have in this verbiage where states can exempt them from work requirements. Also, this addresses... So you know how Kevin McCarthy, shanty Irish fraud that he is, came out and told you that's the biggest catch. It's the... What did he say? Today, the American people are going to We're going to pass the largest cut in American history. Lie after lie after lie. So if you're going to the function and you write a check, make sure you put zero where all the numbers are supposed to go, because that's what you got. Like the veterans, the homeless, the young adults that recently left foster care, they also will be exempt from SNAP work requirements. So So who exactly is uh, has to subscribe to this? Absolutely nobody. And if you're in one of these Democrat roach states. Well, don't worry, there's all kinds of workarounds. The new SNAP work requirements, it does nothing when it comes to the deficit reduction. I mean, if now 78,000 people per month will qualify for benefits and it's going to help the veterans and the homeless, you're going to spend more money. So, and that was supposed to be... What about the illegals? What about the illegals? You know the ones? You know the ones that are jamming up the cities? I do. I know the ones. I hear it. Talking about sort of switching gears a little bit, but talking about crime in the city, we've all been tracking what's happening with the migrant crisis, asylum seekers, and what are you hearing in terms of what's happening on the streets when it comes to people arriving in the city? Well, on the streets, I'm unaware of any crimes right now. You know who this is, Squirrel? This is a Democrat union leader. I'm unaware of crimes. You're unaware of the crimes? Watch Watch him get corrected. By the newscast. I do know that the uh, locations in which they're being housed, uh, there's some issues going on regarding, uh, you know, uh, criminal mischief and not keeping the uh, rooms yeah. up to date. Yeah. Robbery, rape, murder, stabbings, you know, the usual. Uh, they, they, uh, there are reports that they're being trashed. Right. Right. Is that what you're hearing? Correct. Well, why didn't you say that? Well, you can't help it. You're a Democrat. Your knee jerk reaction is to lie. So let's go to when they tell the truth, when they're excited about the same bill Kevin McCarthy is going to go to Chicago and raise money on. Tell me more, Welfare Roach Queen. The overall picture is to not spend more money. So now implementing the work requirements, that doesn't reduce anything. But let me know down below, (laughs) what do you think? What is your opinion of it? What do you think about now states being able to have some control, 78,000 more people being able to qualify, as well as benefits for domestic violence, veterans, as well as homeless, foster care. What do you think about those things down below? What about the work requirement? Under this new legislation, not only will it create new exemptions, who is required to work, but my veterans, my homeless, and people in adult ages between 18 and 24 who were previously in foster care, they will be exempt from these work requirements. Now, this is for the first time in American history, Americans who are homeless would not need to meet work requirements to qualify for SNAP benefits. So as a result... But that, 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 that's, that's not what Kevin McCarthy is raising money on. He's doing a victory lap. It's just a small step 
putting us on the right track. After today, I'm going to put a, a commission together to look at the entire budget. This day- <laughs> what about the money that you know? Yeah, that Ukrainian money. Let's step it up a little bit. All in the bill. Raise money. Make sure you give money to the Republicans who fund all of the crime, all of the failure, all of the misdeeds of the mafia called Democrats and government in total. Result of this, the Congressional Budget Office expects now more than additional 78,000 people per month. Oh, per month. Per month will now qualify for SNAP benefits. But- so how, Squirrel, if you're adding 78,000 a month to welfare, how could it possibly cut costs? How could it possibly be? What was it? What, what, what was it that he said again? The biggest cut in history? That is too large. And we can't solve the problem just looking at 11%. But I'm going to make it a bipartisan admission that we can be very serious about looking long term to solve. I only feel bad for the people that are dumb enough to give him money. Now, I understand you're going to get a lot of lawyers. Ooh, yeah, you are. A lot of lobbyists. A lot of, lot of our own welfare roaches. You see, because corporate welfare is just as diabolical. And corporate welfare, that is thriving in this bill as well. It'll be all over the bill, and it doesn't matter because the Republicans are going to celebrate the victory. I know they are. I heard Newt. Biden would have said no. Uh, The financial markets would have collapsed. The Republicans would have been crowded into a position where 20 or 30 of them would have joined the Democrats and six or eight of them would have joined the Democrats. And all the money going into the financial boondoggles. I don't just mean, you know, the Zelensky and the thievery. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. That's all right. You're used to that. Uh, My favorite is, is, is the whore wife that went shopping in Paris. The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million. And What about Victor Bout? Oh, he's making money too. And who's writing a check? Kevin McCarthy. So when you go to give money, make sure you understand exactly the kind of failure and corruption you're giving money to. And by the way, you think Kevin McCarthy really supports the change in the system? Kevin McCarthy doesn't want Donald Trump to be the nominee any more than Joe Biden does. And here's the other thing. I heard Kevin McCarthy this morning talk about how successful his bill was. But he never talked about these feeble fascist dimwit with dementia that pretends to be the president. Never once did he mention how unable, how unfit, let alone how corrupt he is. Never once today did he mention it. The once missing witness from the House GOP's Biden family corruption probe is alive and well. Former Israeli Defense Force Colonel Gal Luft revealing that he's been living as a fugitive in an undisclosed location. This, as former President Trump says, the Bidens are being... Oh, maybe maybe Kevin McCarthy, when he's raising money this afternoon or tonight, whatever their shindig is. Don't worry, hookers are going to have a field day. I wonder if he's going to put together a committee or a commission. Should he? I mean, after all, he's Congress. What exactly do you do? Got to put together a committee and a commission. We got to get Fox News. You haven't done jack for the American people. Nothing. And by the way, why isn't anyone talking about Act Blue and the money schemes and the way in which these political whores corrupt whole areas and people who believe in them? Do you know what happens in these little get-togethers? The dark money that's been perfected, the bribery scheme. All they need is your name. That's all they need is your name. The real money, don't worry, it doesn't have to always be yours. Most interesting is that her giving goes from $15 to $5,000 in 
in the past two years that you gave 5,300 times. Does that number make sense? 5,300 times? Yes. How much is the money? $86,708. Does that number make sense to you? $86,000. Yeah. This poor old lady is living hand to mouth. Her name exists, her address, she's registered for party affiliation, and they just fraud the money. And do you think the Republicans don't do this? Oh, they sure do. That's why they protect the system rather than destroy the corruption. That's why Kevin McCarthy can come out on the morning show and other various platforms and lie to you and try to raise money on really absolute and total deception that you had no idea was in this bill. Let's talk about it. All right, so one state who has already started to expand their legislation is New York. Oh, what up, New York? Where now there is legislation to expand grocery assistance for seniors. So Democrat Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, she announced the Senior Hunger Prevention Act today, and she said that half of New York state eligible seniors are not taking advantage of the SNAP benefits program. She also argued that many seniors are struggling to put food on the table because of their physical disability. Don't worry, their identities will be stolen for more than votes. Their identities will be stolen by illegals, and they will cash in on the stamp benefits and the fraud and the waste. It isn't stopped by states, you see, because there's a little trick in here. If states can figure out how many people are actually unemployed, they get to circumvent all of the rules in this bill and just massively kick out the money. Wait, where is it? Where is it, squirrel? Where is it? As well as like skyrocketing grocery prices have left many of our older Americans struggling to keep food on the table. This is one person who absolutely get it right. So Senator Gillibrand said help is available in the form of SNAP benefits, but the current application process is complex. Not only is it complex, it deters the seniors from making use of this critical resource. So she does have the following changes that have been introduced under this new Senior Hunger Prevention Act. One of the things that she wants to do is increase the minimum monthly SNAP benefits for all participants by between $23 and $95 to help older adults afford more and better quality food. She Family of four, $975 in New York City. $1,285 in SNAP benefits. Now they're going to get more and more and more. And this is how you circumvent the economic failure that is the Biden regime. What we're living through, the devaluation of our dollar called inflation, the stagnation, the corruption, all of it, all gets to be ignored because you pay off those people who are your base, welfare roaches. And they're not just people who are sustaining rent and food. The welfare roaches like the one in Illinois, the corporate welfare roaches, that are going to stroke the check for a liar named Kevin McCarthy. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So what's the deal, Squirrel, when the dimwit in diapers starts talking and stammering and stuttering? He's going to come on my show. Do I get to talk during it? Oh, I do. That's going to be splendid. It's going to be wonderful. I wonder why Kevin McCarthy didn't talk about any of the money going to the uh, Ukrainian Nazis. All that foreign money. Woo! Keep it going. Keep the flow going. Losing at slow 
speed. That's the best you can do with a Republican. The best. I wonder if that uh, that billionaire James Crown, who gives up money to the to the Democrats, who's going to uh, save Chicago and all the rest of it. You know how he makes his money, don't you? Squirrel his family. Oh, big defense contractor. Oh, they love creating the weapons that killing hundreds of thousands, dare I say, millions of people. They love it. But they're very altruistic when it comes to Chicago. You heard this story, didn't you? Maybe we're a little late to the party, uh, but we now are here and we're willing to um, really invest in ways that will make Chicago safer, uh, not just on the south and west sides, but throughout the entire city. Oh, that's not that's not the actual billionaire trust fund moron. That's his underling. That's his Cato Kalin. Got his hair slicked back, then his lips puckered, and he'll say pretty much anything for money. They're here now. Why are you late to the dance? After all, you've been making billions creating the uh, military-industrial complex. You're a staple in it, isn't it, Crown family? Great people, really wonderful, very altruistic. George Naperville. Sean, at least that SNAP benefits shill is forced to be aligned with our veterans who deserve what they're due. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll tell you, this is this money scandal at Act Blue in New Jersey that um, OMG News revealed. This is another breaking story. Just times this by a million. We have no idea the fraud. The only industry in this country that is not only tax exempt has absolutely no oversight. Political corruption. One in twenty-two. Do you think you gave uh, over thirty thousand dollars? No. No. I don't give $200 or 150 Do you donate, like, every single day to Act Blue? To Act Blue? No, because, see, I'm a nurse. Right. And I work in uh, six days a week. Uh, two years, in 2021 and 22, you donated, like, 488 times? 488 times? Yeah. It's like every other day. No. No, no. What about in one day doing 11 times? No. You wouldn't? No. You want to fix things, you can fix it overnight. Fix it overnight. Make campaign contributions taxable. Take their frackin' money the way they take ours for working. Or you could have this system of open and notorious corruption where you bribe these whores and you get special cutouts and your companies get exemptions. That's the way they like it. Not me. I like it the other way where Kevin McCarthy and the Republican scallywags are held accountable, where you don't have to buy your committee membership from Kevin McCarthy. You see, that's the rigged game. When you see these committees, those people who are on it, they're not experts. They raise money, and then they buy it from the GOP. The only difference between the GOP and the DNC is the GOP shops at Brooks Brothers. That's it. Mitchell displays. Hey, Sean, you know, I'm kind of curious, you know, with all this crime that's happening in Chicago and uh, all the technology that we have, you got, let's go, Brandon Johnson, who has a disconnect with regards to understanding that who is accountable for these crimes. And he talks about economic development. Well, Sean, who's going to go to these stores when they're, when they're stealing from them? Like, what kind of idiot does not understand no, uh, these Mitchell- kind of concepts? The billionaire trust fund baby who never did a push-up or a, or a day's work in his miserable existence, he's here to save anything. they got a five-year plan like the old Soviets. I'm sure it'll work out great. The good news is he's going to get a lot of contracts, and the companies he's invested in, they'll get a lot of his own money back, and he gets the write-off. I love a good scam. I really do. I love it. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Man, i got a, I got a big question here about something I heard on the uh, radio today, uh, 
someone was talking about this bill that got passed, and they made the comment that there is some kind of uh, spending that is kind of like gives the uh, Democrats unlimited spending into some kind of money that will go on even even during, past the next election where, the, you know, even if Trump got a new president, and the money keeps going, the money wait, wait, keeps Let going. me ask you something. Would you fall asleep in 1965? That's called the frickin' economy. That's called the budget. Every bill they pass, there's a red line base increase of 3%. You know why Kevin McCarthy, the fraud, even has any plausible deniability of the lie he's telling when he saves money? He cuts 1% off the, off the inherent 3% increase. Look at you, you're saving money. Yes, indeed. Uh, I could get very vulgar, but I really don't want to. Let's let Mike Lee do it in that very monotone, very boring voice of his. The supposed savings are largely, in fact, almost entirely illusory. The bill contains a mandatory two-year cap. Squirrel, what do you mean you don't know what illusory means? That's how educated people say scam. It's a fraud. It's a lie. Deal for the discretionary spending. But in reality, the spending limits for the other four years, the out years, are unenforceable and easily waived. In fact, I think that's what the welfare roach said, didn't it? Between 2025 and 2030, which results in a $1.8 billion in extra spending. Now, now the welfare roach says there's extra spending. Now, how could she be excited like the Democrats about extra spending and Kevin McCarthy go to Illinois and raise money from desperate people? Huh? Because it's a freaking scam. That's how. By the way, you want to hear a scam? We begin 13 News at Noon with breaking news. Just minutes ago, the Justice Department revealed that it is closing its classified documents investigation involving former Vice President Mike Pence with no charges. The DOJ was looking into the... Dis- wait, wait, no charges for Mike Pence? Why are you going after... Wait. Overnight, former President Trump defiant when asked during a Foxtown Hall in Iowa about new developments in the special counsel investigation into his handling of classified documents. So let me get this straight. The Stepford vice president, the ex-congressman whore, who doesn't like to have lunch unless his wifey's there, wiping his mouth, he gets to walk free for the same thing? But Trump, why is that? Because Pence is part of the mafia like McCarthy, like Schumer, like everybody. There's no Republicans and Democrats. It's government supremacists, gangster government versus us. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. See, I reject the idea of government supremacy, whether it's the Fabians... Or if it's the socialist Marxist mafia called the Democrats. The Republicans are the Fabians in this story. This is why I never got involved in Illinois Republican scam artist frauds. Like the Bradys or the Durkins or name a butter-handed lobbyist scam artist. Name one. Because they feel the ex- they have the exact contempt for the citizen as the Marxist mafia. The exact contempt. They think you're too stupid to figure out their schemes. There isn't any scam you can come up with that I can't pick apart. Not one, Kevin McCarthy, because in this bill, all that phony money for the eco-Nazism, the green agenda, it's getting pumped out in spades. And that's the sickening part. 
You couldn't prioritize the debt because you would have lost your own stream of corruption. In the same way, we pretend to be offended by the Biden crime syndicate when the reality is these political whores are just envious. It's not their scam. It's not their name. That's the difference. And all of the money for the EV nonsense. I couldn't help but notice crystal blue. What do you got there? You got that Lincoln? That new hybrid Lincoln? What happens? It burns down? Oh, burn down there. Don't park it near your house. You like your house? Then don't park your EV near it because you'll probably burn that son of a gun down. Why don't we just name the car Zippo? Because they burn in the same fashion Tesla and all the rest of this scam system. It doesn't work. It doesn't exist. But there's a lot of money in it. A lot of corruption in it. Just so we're clear on the scale of the issue, each electric vehicle battery for a heavy-duty truck weighs 8,000 pounds. And you need at least two of them. So we're talking the weight of, you know, four or five cars. Now, you know why this is good, Squirrel? Because it deviates from the cars and how much more the car weighs. Just a, your EV car weighs at least double of what a, a Ford F-150 weighs, the car. But this is why the Democrat scoundrels and Republican scoundrels love it. Because it destroys the, the roads that we continue to pay for. But that's where they really cash in. Oh, yes, because they got their big road builders. Those fat asses that sit at Tom's Steakhouse pretend to be construction guys. And they got the political corruption. They overcharge the people, and we need new roads and bridges. And the same bull dung. Because the Fabians like the same scam as the Marxist mafia. And our, my friends and peers in the industry nationwide who have tried to make efforts to put in, say, hey, I'm going to convert a dozen forklifts to electric, or I want to tee up a facility for 30 electric trucks. There is no power. The utilities come back. The cities come back and say, is this some kind of joke? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think this is southern Illinois. But you're forgetting about the scam and why ComEd duked that short-in-the-pants mafia with Mike Madigan and Ed Burke and that scam. You know where when they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar and couldn't deny the 30-year fracking screen, sc- scam that they pulled on the American people and the citizens of Illinois? When they got the fine, what happened? You got your rates increased by the same scum that were in cahoots with ComEd. So they're going to make more money on this nonsense that'll probably burn your house down. One friend tried to put in, in Illinois a, uh, a facility, tee it up for 30 trucks electrification. The city came back and said, this is some kind of joke. You're asking for more draw than the entire city requires. And just to give you an idea, 30, 50 trucks, that's like a five, six megawatt application. The factory that makes the trucks is a two megawatt factory. <laughs> and Kevin McCarthy funded it all in spades. This problem lets it grow. Does it matter to you, though, that you won't have the entire conference behind you? No, it matters. It's going to become law. If I would, if I'm a member of Congress, I wouldn't want history to pass me by when I could do the biggest cut. When I could. History will remember you for the corporatist shill, the money laundering participant you are. And they will remember all you funded, including the foreign policy profiteering. <laughs> Go, Ukrainian Nazis! Go! Ooh, you're flushed. Are we still pretending the Ukrainian soldiers are fighting, not our guys? Nah, let's keep that pretending. Let's keep that illusion. We don't want to make it too obvious. Teresa on the Brass Coast. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Brass Coast is checking in again. Nice. Um, yes, my neighbor and I were talking yesterday about DeSantis and Trump. We're both voting for Trump because we don't think DeSantis is ready yet. 
Uh, Trump has seen it all. He knows the ins and outs of it. So we're going with him. And uh, I agree with you with Republicans. So, I mean, there's no... Teresa, did Kevin McCarthy McCarthy tie any kind of voter integrity rule or regulation or condition to the bill? Did he tie any... Or are we still going to pretend that we do vote, that there is an election versus a selection? Because you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do on Election Day? Nothing. I'm going to go smoke a cigar on the beach. I'm not going to waste my fracking time to go vote for this phony kabuki republic. Because the Republican Republican who just cut the deal didn't include any, any integrity issues. None. No auditing provisions. Nothing. You know why? Exactly. He likes when Joe Biden's because tonight in Illinois, he's going to raise money from people who hope that they have hope. He's going to exactly. raise money from people. But see, there'll be those people who innocent people who are going to give and hope that something good happens. But then there's right. going to be the other. Then there's going to be the other scum, the lawyers who right. wanted Ken Griffin's money, the profiteers of corruption. You know, the head of the Illinois Republican Party. Cream Puff Jim. What are you doing, Fatso? Yeah. Hi, Sean. Is it you're, you're in Florida or Chicago? Oh, I'm in Florida, baby. Can't you see yeah, how beautiful to, I am on Rumble? I'm tan <laughs> like George I, Hamilton. I heard this morning this morning. I hope your umbrella's working. He said there's a mad soon at it your way down there. No, are you nuts? Yeah. No rain at all. Well, the car, I washed the car three days ago. still clean. Go ahead. Good, 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 good. I was going to say that uh, I think uh, tomorrow's Biden's address should be, he's got the wind of his back with his economy Oh yeah, you got the lowest. You got the lowest poverty rate for children in the history of the United States. You've got uh, job growth, the the best in fifty years. If we cooperate, if both sides would cooperate and play it fair down the middle, they might yeah. do some good. Yeah, you might get a utopia like the sewer you're living in. By the way, Jim, your voice reminds me. Your voice reminds me of that smell. I think I finally put my finger on it. It's as if you took a bowl of... Listen to me. It's as if you took... You too. Have a good weekend. It's as if you took a bowl of Gouda cheese with a little turpentine and a splash of urine, and you put it in the microwave for about 17 minutes. That's the smell at O'Hare. Eight Come billion on, dollars. Eight billion dollars. And it's a ghetto. Now, another seven billion from the transportation secretary. Got a lot of runways, though, huh? See a lot of trucks parked. It's phenomenal. What a scam that is. The golden goose. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you guys? Splendid. Sean, they said they created 339,000 jobs. <laughs> it's my understanding. <laughs> that's what they say. I don't believe it. Uh, yeah, that's the, good stuff. The more people that are employed, isn't it true, the uh, higher the inflation? And is that going to mean that uh, they're going to raise uh, the interest rates higher this month? Yes, that's what it means. But uh, here's the thing, Rich, and I love your question, by the way. That is the description from failed, corrupt insider traders called the Federal Reserve. And what they're trying to do is manage wealth. And what their argument is, is that the more people that work, it drives up prices. And what that does is deny the actual history of success in this nation. But what it does is give that veil of illusion that they're doing something other than robbing the people. And by the way, the numbers you see in front of you, they're as phony as the love of a fourth wife, fourth wife in Winnetka. They're not, it's not real. But on the other hand, the increase in the unemployment rate is much worse than expected and very significant, as you know. Usually when we rise by half a point from the lowest unemployment rate, it means the economy is going into recession. We just rose three-tenths in a month, and we're up three or four-tenths. No, three-tenths now from the low. So in other words, 
if this isn't revised away, the increase in the unemployment rate is potentially more meaningful than even the continued uh, strength we're seeing in the payroll. What Cream Puff Jim was referring to, what they're counting is welfare now. That's how they get the kids out of poverty, not because the parents work. Welfare now is bringing people out of poverty in the illusion, the three-card monte, that is government supremacist economy. In other words, our economy. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560, the answer. There was a story, Squirrel. I don't know if you saw it. Apparently, Twitter is manipulating the view algorithm. How are we doing on our Rumble? How are our Rumble chat guys doing? Let alone Asset. Are we still on Asset? Yeah. Right, we're on Asset. We're on Rumble. I think part of the hardest pill to swallow is that these idiot Republicans pretend that Joe Biden is actually negotiating. Pretend. He's capable to do anything other than soil himself. When I was graduating from high school 300 years ago, (laughs) I applied to the Naval Academy. And I was picked by the senator. There's two ways senators can pick. They can pick individually, or they can name 10 people and let the academy choose. I was a relatively good football player, so I had a shot. I remember the day... But a guy named Steve Dunning from my class was also nominated. Drove up, it was about 7 in the morning, we were going to drive down to Annapolis. And I had just heard the night before, they had a halfback named Joe Bellino, won the Heisman Trophy, and a quarterback named Roger Staubach. Now the offensive part isn't that he completely said he, the only reason he didn't get on a football team is Roger Staubach and a Heisman Trophy winner. He's a draft dodger. It was 1965. He's a five-time draft dodger. Five deferments. Five. So did Trump. But Trump never claimed to be Roger Stalba. And he says he joined the, uh, He tried to get in Annapolis. Well, then why did you not want to go to Vietnam? Coward. Why? See, the people you're talking to, the Democrat morons, they'll believe anything that comes out of your mouth rather than the fact you've never done any of that. You're a pathological liar. You have been for 50 years. And back in the 80s when you ran, this country had enough character to recognize you as just a pathological liar. Now you're one with dementia, and we have Republicans that pretend to negotiate with you. And they're called the Speaker of the House. Brian and Gurney. Hey, Sean. Uh, he plays the part of the water boy, not, not being on a football yeah, team. Yeah, let me tell you something. He, he, I tell you what, he's not, nothing compared to water boy. Water boy was an actual athlete. Bobby Boucher could <laughs> okay. absolutely outplay this dimwit in diapers, but go ahead. Hey, Sean, my comment is about uh, Donald Trump because he's getting his advice from who knows who because he endorsed Kevin McCarthy. And I'm yes, he did. I'm a little p- myth at uh, MTG, too, for voting for this, this bill, too, because this bill has, does nothing but put more farther debt in our kids' futures at, at, at stake at worst. In, in our, our, our kids' futures... It's going to wreck our country. It's going to wreck our guaranteed. But, you know, this is the other thing that is my argument with Trump. Why do you surround yourself with scum? I don't just mean Roger Stone, who is scum. Or Paul Manafort, who is scum. Who is, they are the architects of the foreign policy corruption 
that Zelensky is taking advantage. I mean, really, Squirrel, every time I mention it, you got to do it. All right, it's Friday. Go, Go Zelensky, steal our money, the rest of the Ukrainian Nazis. But that's all the, the architecture of, of Roger Stone. Manafort, Stone, and Black, the torturer's lobby. They were doing it with African dictators. I think Idi Amin, but we got to look into that. But the reality is, this is, this is who he surrounds himself with. This is the downside of Donald Trump. There's a tremendous good side. Tremendous good side. And he was robbed. So we have all this going on, which makes for very good theater. Because one thing's for sure, Donald Trump won the last election and isn't president. Because of not just the Democrat Marxist mafia, but Republicans, ironically, like the ones he supports. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. I admit, I laugh hysterically at Funniest Home Videos. I used to love the Benny Hill Show when I was a kid. Saturday Night Live, Chevy Chase, funny stuff. Yesterday wasn't funny at all. Sad, and it was pathetic. And it made me wonder, do we have any stand election? It doesn't. What's your message to them? To those two-thirds of America? Watch me. So after he fell, number one, I didn't know what was on the bottom of his shoes, but getting off of the helicopter, he bumped his head. And he saluted with his left hand. Then he does the, the drunk baby step on wet grass. I, I mean, what the hell is going on here? I wasn't there, but my next guest was. His name is Jeff Mordock. He is a White House reporter with the Washington Times. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm, I, I hate the fact that I was right. I hate the fact that we have a cover-up in this nation, that Joe Biden is suffering. And at this point, is there any talk, any chatter of removing him at this point? Um, absolutely none. There is none. It seems, but it's it's it, these falls are uh, with incur- with recurring frequency. It's getting more apparent that there is some issue, and it's interesting that um, that there isn't more chatter about that. You know, Jeff. At a certain point, we treat politicians for some reason like we're related to them. This is something I noticed in Chicago. All of a sudden, you know somebody, you see them on TV, and then all of a sudden, you're making excuses. You're predicting what their thoughts are, where their virtue is. And this is something that most Americans have gone through. And if you and I were cousins, and we were taking care of our grandpappy, and we saw what we see on a daily basis, and Joe Biden wasn't the president, but he was our grandpappy, we'd put this guy away. We would get him the care that he needs. And at this point, I think we have to start at least discussing it because Kevin McCarthy and the Republican Party, they're not going to do it. They're going along with the cover-up as they deceive the, the Republicans and the pushback to the, to the government uh, spending and, and, and waste, fraud, and abuse. They come out and pretend they negotiated with Joe Biden. I truly believe they never even spoke to him. Is this just the way of the future now? Well, I think it's been the way of I, I wouldn't say it's the way of the future, but we've been doing this all with both parties for a long time where there's you know, things we're aware of, things we see, 
spark a trend that get ignored for because both parties are in the same club and there's just certain things you can't talk about. Um, these these one of the things I had noticed is uh, in about a week after he uh, he announced his presidency, or his, I'm sorry, his candidacy for reelection, I should say, uh, his yeah. candidacy for reelection. He had four public events, he had five public events. In four of them, there were serious gaps from being unable to pronounce the name of an award to butchering Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's name to forgetting where the last overseas trip he was to forgetting the name of Top Gun. Yeah, that, he was asked his favorite yeah. movie, and his, he was asked his favorite movie, and his answer was the guy, the one with the guy who flies the airplanes. <laughs> So, I mean, it's but Joe Biden was a gaffe machine and that was something that he did. But he was also failing at that time. And and, and the only issue that I have is this is a very important job. It really is. Uh, I think to a certain extent it has been an illusion in the past. And we have had very strong cabinet. And with the Bush years, you know, Dick Cheney was, in my opinion, making a lot of the major decisions. But the the, the fact of the matter is we are at at a place in American history where we are at our weakest. And with the links that Joe Biden has to the enemies of Americanism, both foreign and domestic, there has to be some standard. I mean, this is only two years into it. And I'm supposed to get excited about an election two years away. And I, I would think that at some point the reporters, like yourself, or the, the, the inner, inner circle, would start to say, okay, this is getting ridiculous now. And I'm, I'm wondering, how many more times does this have to happen? I think it's going to continue to ha- I mean, it's going to continue to happen, and... And the question does get raised. I mean, that was the top story yesterday was the fall. But then everybody just seems to chalk it up to he falls and moves on. It doesn't ever seem anybody ever takes it has more seriously than they should. You know, one of the things I thought was really interesting is when we got the report um, from his doctor, there was no cognitive assessment in there at all. Um, And everybody just seemed to think, well, there's no cognitive assessment. But nobody ever bothered to ask the question or raise why there wasn't one. Um, And that's what I find so interesting is the stuff's out there. We all see it. It happens. And nobody ever seems to question it. So I've got two things about the Republicans on this. Number one was Kevin McCarthy's cover up and pretending that he was meeting with Joe Biden. That's number one. But number two, the outcome. I'm watching Democrats in, in ghetto areas who are corrupted like Chicago, celebrate this. I'm watching massive promises and increases. It's a phony savings. It's a trick that Mike Lee exposes from the Senate floor, goes through it piece by piece, spends an hour doing it. And yet, is this getting the play it should, in your opinion, that this was a deal that the government won, the people lost? Well, it's a deal that's not going to uh, it's a deal that's not going to cut back on spending. We've just kicked everything down the road. I mean, the government is sending the government spending is out of control to begin with. This did very little to curb it. And it's interesting that both sides are hailing this as a win when all we ever did is just push this back to 2025 and or 2020 the end of 2024. And I think what we're going to see is the same fight, the same tactic all over again, and we just keep kicking the can down the road till our kids' kids have to actually, somebody actually has to wake up and deal with this mess. That used to be an expression. I remember it, you know, way back to the 70s and 80s when the, the so-called conservative movement was really at its strong point, and that used to mean something. Do you think it resonates with an American people as, from what I can tell, 
they are more and more complacent with the idea that we are going to be a socialist society? Well, I think that I have one of the things that always struck me about the COVID pandemic is I can't could never imagine the U.S. being the U.S. population being as complacent as they was. You saw very little protest of the lockdown. You saw very little protests of government mandates for uh, to deal with COVID. I just was always stunned that the American populace was as complacent as it was. And I think we're seeing more and more just an increasingly complacent population. Why that is, I am unsure. But I think to your point about the complacency, we see that uh, we're just going to keep spending. That just seems to be what the American populace is right now. I'm also curious to know, in Congress, <clears throat> there was no specificity. You had an opportunity to, to come out and tell the American people that uh, should we hit that debt ceiling and should we not come to an agreement? For the first time, arguably since, uh, since the last sh- or the shutdowns in the 80s, you could prioritize spending and we could go through it and kind of eliminate some of the things the American people are against. For instance, there's a vast growing part of the society that wants to stop funding wars, wants to stop what we see in Ukraine. Seymour Hirsch breaks the story. Zelensky steals $400 million. His upper echelon is caught in corruption scandals. The Supreme Court Justice of Ukraine gets caught with $2.5 million in cash. The wife gets caught with $30 million in a, in a suitcase. I mean, do you think maybe we should have gone through it a little better of exactly what kind of money we're spending? Well, yes, we, we absolutely should have. And we don't even, I mean, we're not even sure right now. I mean, we got the 100-page bill, but there's still a lot of cuts in there that are things are very vet. And we don't see people demanding specificity with this. And that's somewhat surprising. And everybody's so quick to sell it as a deal and I think when you look at the far right and the far left and both sides agree on something, I think that should raise eyebrows. Because to get yeah. the far right and the far left to agree on anything um, is is practically unheard of. There, there the is, concerns you know, about this is... There's a transition happening, and it's happened... Uh, I've watched it happen a couple of times in my life. Right now, the Democrat Party has become the party of foreign follies and foreign wars. It happened under Barack Obama. Um, the Republicans always capitulate because that's their bailiwick. That's where they make their money. But I heard this, and I want your take on it, because I want you to tell me, number one, I'm gonna, if I say his name, you'll know. This is a congressman, an elected congressman. I want you to tell me what party you think he is. A freshman, and I'm pleased to introduce Derek Van Orden from Wisconsin. Thank you. The world's oldest freshman. Hey, there's a lot of talk about what is not in this bill. I want to tell you what's in this bill and what it does. Um, It protects the people that built this nation. Those are our seniors. It protects the people that defended this nation. Those are our veterans. And it defends the people that feed this nation. Those are our farmers, making sure that biofuels are still in here and they're protected because that can be the future of American energy. It also protects the people who are most in need, uh, the folks that get SNAP benefits. And I'm on that committee on purpose because I was raised uh, in a broken home on welfare. So what of those four provisions are, are negative? None of them. This is a heck of a good bill. It's a win for the American people, and I'm incredibly proud to uh, support it. Would you have thought that that is a Democrat or a Republican? I would have thought that would be a uh, Democrat for pushing the biofuels. That is a Republican who who ran as kind of a Tea Party uh, agenda. He's pushing biofuels. He's pushing SNAP benefits and the virtue in welfare. Uh, We're seeing transitions happen. And... 
I think that was set, really, by Donald Trump. Donald Trump spent 80% of his life funding Chuck Schumer, funding uh, uh, notable Chicago gangsters like Ed Burke and Rahm Emanuel. He stumped in 1984 for Jesse Jackson. And it's one of the main reasons I, did, I rejected him in 2000 when he talked about running. And now you're seeing this transition. Do you think it's possible that that was the goal? That the goal was to elect for, uh, President Trump? The goal Trump of the Republican Party was to become more like the Democrat Party. And the, and, the, and the goal of the Democrat Party was to seize the virtue and, and the scams in foreign policy boondoggles. Do you think the shift is intentional from the power structure I, that control the parties? I, think it's, I don't think it's intentional. If you look at how hawkish the Democratic Party is on Ukraine, for example, I mean, I, I've never seen the Democratic Party as hawkish on anything as they are now, at least, you know, post-Vietnam. Um, but... You know, I don't think that's something you can plan. I know. I mean, yeah. that war, I mean, I, I don't think something like that you can plan. In terms of the Republicans and their spending, it's increased, but I think that's a function of overall government increasing. Nobody, and I, I talk about either parties with this, seems to have any ideas or policy solutions to everything. It seems more and more in Washington, the solution is rather than try to craft some kind of creative policy, it's just throw money at it. And I think it's a reflection of we just don't see statesmen anymore like we used to. We don't see policy experts like we used to. We just see people who want to throw money at things and consider a problem solved. One of the things we never saw was the American people writ large losing faith in bureaucracies that were formerly considered beyond reproach, bureaucracies like the FBI, like the CIA. How do you see this happening um, in the future, we're at about 63% of the American people have lost faith in both those, those uh, bureaucracies. Do you think that that trajectory will change, or do you think it will get worse? I think it'll get worse. I think it'll get worse because, as a nation, we are so polarized. I think it will get worse because suspicion of government has gone up. I think, for a lot of reasons, it's going to get worse. I, I don't see it getting better. I think that's going to be almost impossible to do. Think it matters um, for the next, what do we got, 500 days of an election? You think there's any way to predict an outcome of who will be the nominee in either party? Will Joe Biden be able to fend off a primary, in your opinion? Um, I think, well, if they don't let him, if nobody debates him, then I think yes. It's very interesting to me how nobody is even suggesting or bringing up having debates with the other challengers. Um and I think if they keep marginalizing them and keeping them down, we are never we're, a primary challenge isn't going to materialize. All right. Um, I want your, so the answer to that is no. I want your prediction, and I'll let you go. We're a month away from the 4th of July. What's the under-over on how many more times Biden falls, two or three? I'm going to go with three. All right, fair enough. You're booked. T-shirt on the line, cigar either way. But are we counting so, wobbles like in Japan? Are we counting that has false? Cause... Uh, bro- brother, if we're gonna if we're gonna count wobbles, we're gonna need somebody to have a calculator. In the meantime, we're just gonna count. <laughs> bite the dust. I see the bottom of his shoes, which I still want you to explain. What the hell was on the bottom of his shoes? Did you see that picture? I did. I think he was. Well, I think he was trying to point to the sandbag. Right. That's. When he hit the dirt, the bottom of his shoes, I, I don't know, he must have a club foot. There's something going on on the bottom of his shoes. I think he's wearing lifts. I think he's lifting. 
In the meantime, that would not surprise me. I, I've seen more than one pilot. You'd be amazed how many people on the hill I see wearing lefts. Oh, it's just Obviously getting worse. It's about as it, it, there's more fake stuff and Botox than a strip joint. He's Jeff Mordock of the Washington Times. Thank you so much for making yourself available to me, my friend. Thank you, Sean. Very much appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Oh. <laughs> You're so close. Oh. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. That's exactly what this fracking government is like. Without the uh, comedy or the heterosexuality. The Benny Hill Show. In the meantime, Squirrel, see if we can get somebody uh, to call us from the fundraiser where Kevin McCarthy is. I'd like a dollar. Every time he says, let's not let the perfect be the enemy of the good. The same thing the Marxist mafia says as they destroy the principles of this nation, which is the real goal. To destroy a system that not just allowed the country to become the richest in the shortest period of time, but the highest quality of life standards for the citizens. That's what we're really facing here, right? And it happens not just through this phony altruism of the National Socialist Party pretending to be Democrats. But through the open corruption of the political whores who are entrusted in the positions of government. There was a Harvard-Harris poll this month that found that 53% of the public, including a fourth of Democrats, believe, quote, Joe Biden was involved with his son in an, in an illegal influence peddling scheme. Uh, there's, of course, evidence that the president interacted with his relatives, associates from China, uh, Mexico, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. Uh, so what do you say to the majority of Americans who believe that the president is himself corrupt? Wow, Jesus. <laughs> The president has spoken to this. Uh, the president has spoken to this. Uh, and there's nothing to these claims. <clears throat> the beauty of that whole segment is the kid that asked the question was a 20-something-year-old kid. The future will judge these idiots, these corrupt political whores, harshly. So I am more offended at those who capitulate to it than I am the perpetrators of corruption. See, when somebody tells me they're a Democrat, you're admitting two things. You're either a moron or a mafia member. Simple. But when the Republicans go along with the scam, well, now you're Kevin McCarthy. You're an establishment wannabe whore, wannabe mafia member. So don't let me, don't let them come out and tell you, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Right and wrong isn't perfect. It's simply right. Or you agree to be wrong a little bit. That's what you have in the American government. And all of the scandals, all of the fraud, all of the payoffs of policy that Joe Biden was bribed to do from the enemies of this country, foreign and domestic, the Chinese Communist Party of Ukraine, it's all funded by Kevin McCarthy. So remember that as he raises how many, I wonder how much money he raises tonight. I hope one of two things happen. It's either nothing or he makes the mistake of leaving the bag in a car like a Hyundai or a Kia and he drives through Chicago. In either case, he'll get nothing and like it. Bob in Jefferson, Wisconsin. I'm sorry, Sean. I'm sorry. You say this stuff that we... You, did you like that stuff, not the other word? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, <laughs> hey, buddy, I, I just... You speak...
speak for a lot of people that can't say those things, and bless you. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Two things I wanted to bring up to you. You know, with all this talk of town halls, which are just BS, the, uh, you know, the, when they have those presidential debates that are run by, you know, uh, uh, snake oil peddlers on the uh, news yeah. market. Mm-hmm. How about we sponsor through you the voice of a lot of us, a panel of someone who really is a constitutional expert, someone who understands this, has worked in the economy, someone who's out of the military now that was in the military that understands strategy. And that panel formulates questions together, and then a commentator like yourself asks them. And if they're too coward to show up, that means they ain't real Americans. I love it, Bob, I love it. But uh, there's a reason this system, this illusion of a republic is successful for government supremacy because the people are complacent with it and they continue to get excited about the false hope given by selections that are referred to as elections. So, you know, what I want to do is very simple. I want to, I want to not vote. I want to have the absolute lowest turnout in recorded history. I don't want to, I don't want to population adjust it. I want all the good people who have been robbed by their political whores through the Tea Party years and the rest of it to do nothing. Put their name on a list. I did not vote. Because what happens is they steal your name, like they do, the Democrats do in New Jersey. And they, all they need is a name and an address. And the next thing you know, they run a money laundering scheme through their name and address. So through yeah, the lack of participation. Yeah, through the lack of participation is the way you, you break a game that is built on the, on the illusion of participation. Because it's, it's, it's an illusion, the elections. Illusion. Which is why Kevin McCarthy didn't tie any election integrity rules to funding this mafia called the government. Giving it away. Giving it away. Why do we put him there? Why is he there? Why? 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 Enough is enough. We didn't put him here. The corporatist welfare welfare roaches did. But, Bob, you got yourself a shirt tonight. I feel I'm in a giving mood. Steve in Arlington Heights. Way to go, Bob. How's it going, Sean? Happy Friday down in Florida. Oh, thank you. You're killing it as usual. Got a quick story. So Monday I had friends visiting from Florida on Memorial Day, and they wanted to go to downtown Chicago, and I told them, nah, we don't have enough vests to bring all the people we don't want to get shot at. So instead they decided they wanted to go Gene and Jude's. I don't know why, but they wanted to go to Gene and Jude's, and we pull up in Gene and Jude's, we're staying in line, and who pulls up? Three big black Suburbans, two Chicago cop cars, and Brandon Johnson jumps out. Not even he will get a hot dog in his own city. Well, you know what? He was probably on his way to uh, onto the city from his house in Lombard. And you take Grand Avenue, you avoid a lot of nonsense. And it's crooked. So the Democrats love Grand Avenue because it's crooked like that. So they probably took Grand Avenue right there. But by the way, Steve, I've got friends of mine used to go in there, get two sacks of dogs with a load of fries, and that was called an appetizer. Thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate it. Gene and Jude, throw some mud on you too. Throw some mud on that rubbery dog. I'll tell you what, they print money there. John and Palatine. Uh, yes, I was going to say two things. One is you should give out the address of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue so the 81 million people who voted for Biden can set him <laughs> against wealth card after he fell. And then secondly, <laughs> just for, for listeners to think about, if you've ever really wondered, would you have been a collaborator in 1930s National Socialist Germany after COVID, now you know. Did you wear the mask? John, you know what's, what's fascinating to me? 
you see that they're trying to push that Nazis are Republicans. And that's because the people who buy that are too stupid to realize they're the National Socialist Worker Party of Germany. They're too stupid to realize the Fourth Reich is what Joe Biden represents in the American Democrats, specifically the Chicago Democrats. So I'm enjoying watching these idiots try to slander the principles of a country they're hell-bent on destroying. Thank you very much for the call. I truly appreciate it. In the meantime, meantime, I do like the excuses. I really do. I think that Sideshow Bob, uh, KJP, as she's formerly known, Affirmative Action Dimwit, she's starting to grow on me with that stammering and the stuttering and the lying and the fraud. Uh, and just to just you know make sure we clear the record here, he tripped over uh, a, ba- a sandbag on the stage, and b- briefly he tripped and got up, and he he got got right back up and continued uh, continued what he was there to do. See now, as she's lying to you, she is playing it in her head, in her mind's eye, how feeble, how frail, how weak, and how stupid he looked, how pathetic, how sad, because what she understands is. That's not just going to get played in Republican media outlets, so-called Republicans, and it won't just be a talking point on talk radio. The world saw that feeble moron, that corrupt dimwit, bite the dust. They saw the lifts on the sole of his shoes. They saw the, the dementia-glazed face he's got constantly. And when he came out and bumped his head on the helicopter, if you haven't seen that, just watch that. Salutes with the left hand, walking like a drunk baby on wet grass. And she understands, I got I to gotta try to make this, I got to put lipstick on the pig that is the failure, Joe Biden. He did not, uh, he, he, there was no need uh, for the doctor to see him uh, as it was related to the fall. And he's doing fine. You saw, most of some of you saw him last night. When- now, Squirrel, you take a header like that, kid. I might have the doctor check your, you know, I might have him rub your, you know, check your, your neck, check your head, because he went down like his head had a dumbbell on it. Did you see him bite the dust? Yeah, I did too. He returned, uh, getting off of Marine One on the south lawn. Uh, he's- yeah, that's where he bumped his head, Toots. He bumped his head, then he saluted with the wrong hand, and he did some kind of two-step that uh, I haven't seen out of Fetterman's Rehab Center. Spoke to this, uh, so I would refer you back to his comments, and so I'll just leave it there. All right, now there's the other problem we got. What about, you know, the Chinese Communist Party? Aside from the links of bribery to the crack-smoking sister-in-law banging son. Aside from that. Well, we already know the FBI is covering that up. What about the, 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 the fact that their Air Force cut off our Air Force yesterday and missed our Air Force by about 19 feet? What about the fact that they are openly hostile to us. You think we can get a call, maybe a communication? How about, uh, how about any, um, I know you're gonna tell me you got nothing to share, but uh, how, many, how about a phone call to President Xi? Well, look, the president uh, uh, is looking forward to, uh, pres- to speaking to President Xi. As you know, they've spoken many times in the last two years. Uh, just don't have anything to read out. When the, the time per- is appropriate, certainly that conversation will occur. So what's a better cover story? for the draft-dodging fraud, Joe Biden, that he didn't go to the Naval Academy because of Roger Staubach, or that he uh, can't talk to Xi Jinping, even though they're friends from the foothills of the Himalayas. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the, foot, uh, foot, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with them. I guess we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. Pathological liar, but it's all got a purpose. See, he's also the most obviously corrupted asset of enemies 
foreign and domestic. Set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. Um, and the foundation has been uh, functioning ever since. There is one person who was very deeply involved in Ukraine, uh, and, and that's Biden. I wonder if Kevin McCarthy understands what he funded. You think he'll bring that up on this losing in slow motion plan of the Fabians in this country called Republicans? You think he'll mention all the kickbacks and bribery that now gets funded? I don't think so either. My offer to you is this. Nothing. Now get out of the city. You're making it even dirtier. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. What are you hitting me with, a little Seinfeld? I missed my Seinfeld today. I love that. Best show on TV. And Honey Bunny didn't want to get thrown out of the nail salon, much like Elaine, when the Korean uh, manicurists were talking about Drew in Naperville. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Love your show as always. Thanks for making um, So I have a serious question and, and start with an observation. Hayek, Frederick Hayek wrote in The Road to Serfdom that the Nazi Party was clearly left. I actually remember I actually remember learning that in junior high in a of all things a junior high textbook. How is it that worldwide the Nazi party is considered right wing propaganda? How, I mean, obviously. It's 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 propaganda. And and it's because they had Hugo Boss suits on and they matched. They looked neat. That's how they get away with it. And most of the, most of the Marxist scum, you know, they look like your average Chicagoan. But the reality, Drew, is they're the National Socialist Worker Party. It's a different branch on the on the tree of government supremacy, which is this from the seat oh, of sure. communism. And that's all it is. For sure. And it practiced the same schemes where you had to prostrate yourself to the government to their agenda, to the uh, environment. They're the first environmentalist, government-driven society. I mean, it's, it's fascinating, the similarities. But you, you have to remember, Drew, and this is another amazing fact, that before we participated, before Pearl Harbor, I think it was like 15 months. I don't even think it was 15 months. It might have been less. It might have been nine months. Uh, Madison Square Garden sold out thousands of American Nazis. Thousands. Uh, they sold well, out Madison and, Square Garden. And- and we backed, financially, we backed the Bolsheviks and the Mensheviks. Well, and look at Prescott Bush. <laughs> Up until very recently, it was the largest settlement with the American government. He liked to do a little banking with the aforementioned Nazis. And this is a big issue, right? So what happens to, that, to those people, to their descendants, to that ideology? It gets quiet for a little while. And it raises its head well, in the most corrupted place in our country. Politics in you, Washington. Have you... Have you read, um, oh, I can't remember the, remember, um, uh, Killing the Nazis? Boy, have that you, sounds like, have you that sounds that? like uh, Killing Ratings written by Bill O'Reilly. I don't like anything he writes because he doesn't yeah. really write it. Well, yeah. well, no, it's, it, is, it is fascinating because one of the things that he covers in that book is the fact that worldwide and particularly in the United States, people became fatigued from prosecuting Nazis. Oh, yeah. And when, and, and when you do more research, you find out that the vast majority of the, 
of the commandants of um, NATO yeah. were all former Nazi generals. Well, come on, brother. You know this, Drew. The flamethrower for the Nazis. Sokovi 19 Kaisers has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. Klaus Schwab is the actual son of the Nazi flamethrower maker. Are you freaking kidding me? I love it. And uh, I'm sure there's a couple in the World Health Organization. Drew, thank you very much for the perspective and the memory. And I love talking about it because we've been infiltrated. This, guy, this isn't about principles of you. We are the only country built on the citizen. Every other country around the world is built on the government. It's taken 247 years. 48. Whatever. But they have successfully overtaken the philosophy of individualism and the Enlightenment. They hate a representative republic, which is why they insist you compromise with government supremacy and pretend to be winning. That's why Kevin McCarthy is celebrating, because he's raking it in. Frankie, Lake County. Hey, Sean, I just uh, wanted to ask you uh, if you heard of, uh, you know, Pritzker, they asked him, you know, who is he endorsing for president? He he made a prediction (laughs) That Biden was going to win, so right there, you know, I'm going to I'm going to do the wagering. I don't know what the what the line is, but uh, you know, I I, I really on, on that. the Pritzker family is 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 really as systemically tied to government corruption, like the Crowns and all the other Democrat family. They all all the government spending yeah. schemes. But I'm never too mad at him because it was through looking at his fat ass that I came up with the idea of the Tonka toilet seat. I'm going to make money off that fat bastard, because we're still capitalists while I'm here. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. One of the benefits of having this job is I get to talk to people who I've admired for decades. That is my next guest. He's one of the leading economic and technological thinkers over the last 40 years. He's the author of 19 books. He's the founding fellow of the Discovery Institute. And he's somebody I've admired for a while. He's got a new book out called The Life After Capitalism, The Meaning of Wealth, The Future of the Economy, and The Time Theory of Money. Out now, his name is George Gilder. George, thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. Wow, it's just great. I'm excited to hear your introduction. Well, I have to tell you, this is a, a philosophy. That's the introduction of you, not the introduction of me. <laughs> well, no, this is, this is something that we need because you are what will inspire the youth who have been indoctrinated to accept government supremacy and the Keynesian soiree of corruption we call an economy. And if we're going to get it back, it's going to be because of people like you and the books you've written, and the one you, you've written now, which I cannot wait to go through, and I admit I haven't, but I will. Um, but the reality is that I, ideal, idealism of property rights, which is often referred to as capitalism, is lost. Yeah. And now the, the bastardization of property rights is, is completed, as now the definition of greed is a man who wants to keep his own money versus a corrupt government that wants to take it. 
So yeah. what, do you, what do you think is the best way to explain this to those naive kids who believe that government supremacy will work? The, inf- the science behind all the information tools, including that cell phone and that young kid's hand or pocket, is information theory. And information is surprise. That's the key thing to understand. Information is unexpected best. And our economy grows through surprises, unexpected information, unexpected uh, products and goods and services, like the microchip in the midst of that smartphone. That microchip is not a material thing. It's not based on scarce material resources, uh, as Gordon Moore Said, uh, the microchip is based on the three most common elements in the Earth's crust. Silicon, oxygen, and aluminum. But all the value provides much of the value in all uh, new technologies in the world comes from human minds. The it's ideas. It's, it's surprising discoveries. And uh, government guarantees stop very surprises that are indispensable to economic growth, that actually constitute economic growth. So the optimism we should have during American Dark Ages, when we have been deceived on so many levels by a government that wants to imitate success and and imitate the velocity of money by creating future taxation called debt. Ultimately, we know it fails, but we have ingrained in our foundation the, the, the principles of innovation through still having a, a fundamental basis of the individual, correct? Do I have it right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and... Uh, the life after capitalism, the connectome, the connectome of this, that's all the connections in a single human brain. Uh, take about two zettabytes to map. Two so, 21, that's uh, 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 21 zeros. And, uh, single human brain which operates as many connections as the entire global internet so it takes a couple zettabytes to map but the global internet takes billions of watts of energy to fuel while the human mind which is the source of all value in the economy runs on 12 to 14 watts, billions less. And this is why economies work best to the extent they distribute power to individual minds rather than concentrate power in governments. So let me ask, let me ask this. What we see happening to our currency, this is the fluctuation and the devaluation of it. 
And when you go throughout history and you realize the stability that happened in our currency for a 100 years prior to really the Federal Reserve starting to have the ability and the, and the American people accept the ability for them to imitate growth by creating money. Do you think ultimately enough people will recognize that failure and go back to a time where governments were not allowed to, to, lick, you know, to, uh, to weaken the currency by continuing to print debt or future taxation? Well, this is, this is what uh, my book, Life After Capitalism, is about. It's about the time theory of money. And uh, when we began to go wrong during the Nixon administration in 1971, under the advice of Milton Friedman, a wonderful economist, he went off the gold standard, uh, started printing money. And since then, uh, money has become less and less meaningful. It's become a magic wand for politicians rather than a measuring stick guide entrepreneurial creativity, which always comes as a surprise to us. Now, you spent your life as a venture capitalist and somebody who appreciated the private economy. Did you think you lived through the most important time, you could say, the reestablishing principles of the private economy through the 80s, and... Um, the, the economic boom that gave the American people. Do you think that was the downside of that was that they turned their attention away from how grateful they should be for capitalism and for property rights? And that's why we were able to fall backwards to the in the year 2023 when this country has never been more both economically and, uh, and civilly fascistic, where the government is setting all the rules and backdoor nationalizing all industries. So is the hope to wait for the failure, or can we correct it now? I think we can correct it now. The fact is that uh, we are, luckily, because of all the uh, inventions, the growth of knowledge and entrepreneurial creativity over the last 50 years, super abundant. And uh, uh, we're uh, and in an age of superabundance, of scarcity, what remains scarce when everything else is abundant, is time. And time is really the basis of the value of money. When you, when you run out of money, you're really running out of the time to earn more money. And uh, measured by time prices, uh, we're uh, in an age of amazing creativity and growth and uh, however one of the greatest inventions of this era is caffeine is a single layer of carbon atoms it's an amazing revolution just as important as the silicon revolution of the 1980s that yielded the microchip and Graphene was really developed in the processes for manufacturing it in volume, this magical new material, in Houston. Really? Uh, but because uh, and it's, it's a, a material times stronger than steel, harder than 
Uh, and it's called graphene? A thousand, ti- a thousand times more conductive than copper. It's so, uh, it's. Wow. With, with uh, concrete in just tiny amounts, you can uh, use one thirty percent less concrete to achieve the same structural capabilities. You add it to asphalt and you don't get any potholes in the winter. So it's so it George, do me a favor it signals so accurately that you insert it in a severed spinal cord and the spinal cord refuses itself because the signals are so accurately transmitted. It's a miracle material and most of it's being produced in Israel now because uh, American venture capitalists refuse to recognize this redemptive discovery at a lab in uh, Houston just three or four years ago. There are now 14 new companies in Israel pioneering this material. And it's called graphene? Is that, do I have it correct? Graphene. G-R-A-P-H-E-N-E, graphene. It's a single layer of carbon atoms. And uh, and uh, Jim Tour at this Houston lab has figured out how to tra- convert, produce graphene by the ton. Wow. Graphene wow. by the ton from garbage, from food refuse, from plastic waste, from whatever. He says, we don't recycle, we upcycle. And uh, graphene is one of the most valuable materials in the face of the earth, and it now can be manufactured by the ton. So the huge opportunities, if we just, just get away from this ridiculous climate catastrophe cult and emergency socialism and and uh, emergency George, monetarism and you know, all George, these uh, failed programs of the past. So you know why I was excited to have you on? You wrote a book in 1981, and it's the first time I heard of your name, and the book was called Wealth. And then I started to kind of wealth fo- and poverty, wealth and poverty, wealth and poverty, and and it was you know it, it 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 I was a kid. I mean I was a kid. I, I went to I went to high school in 1982, uh, but that's when I kind of discovered the book, and it was instrumental. It introduced me to really a lot of the uh, Austrian economics and the principles and the velocity of money and the rest of it. But you wrote a book as recent as 2020, uh, gaming AI. And now all of the talk is to fear AI. Is AI something we should fear? Is it something we should welcome? What is your your perception on AI? AI is something we should welcome. It's just the next phase of computer technology. It's uh, an as big a breakthrough as the microchip or the internet or a number of other breakthroughs in the past. It's it's labels. It's, it's people, the idea that it's somehow comparable to a human mind is delusional. Imagine that all you saw in the world was labels of various things, and you could shuffle labels at 
a trillion fold faster than a trillion times a second. That's essentially what AI does, looking for patterns and labels. It doesn't know anything. It's as dumb as a... Uh, but it's a very useful device that extends human powers. And human beings are not employed because they're unproductive. They're employed because they're productive. And AI will make human beings more productive and thus more employable. It will create jobs and create wealth. George, I have to tell you, I want to thank you for spending this time with me. I mean it. I, I have been a fan of yours forever. I cannot wait to read the new book, Life After Capitalism, The Meaning of Wealth, The Future of the Economy, and The Time Theory of Money. Because what you bring to the table is that optimism that only young people have. You've managed to have that your whole life, and you wrote about it because you appreciate the principles of the what I think is the Enlightenment and the rules of propertyism, also referred to as capitalism, and you've done a phenomenal job with your life, and I am a big fan, and I think the future will be better off because of the dent you made with your life, the books you've written, and I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Well, I'm delighted, and thank you for having me. Uh, it's an uh, exciting show. Thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I like people who um, spent their life not just taking advantage of the property rights, that America has given them, but um, done things to make sure they stay here. That's who George Gelder is. And there's a reason I'm a fan of his, and there's a reason I bought his book right now called Life After Capitalism. Um, Because you're going to be inundated over the next 500-plus days of a variety of different government schemes to control society and bring it back. The reality is we don't need government to do jack government doesn't do anything successfully except bastardize the principles this country was founded on and that's i wanted you to hear george before you hear this dimwood in diapers because i don't really give a rip what he says i know what he's going to say he's going to tell you how it's better for you that the government now can destroy generations in the future because what this dimwit joe biden and his cohorts have done with his time which is about the same as george's time is make sure to undermine the principles of liberty and individuality. So he's going to tell you how altruistic he is with his $6,000 suit on and his cufflinks that this piece of dung never made a dollar in his life. He sold policy. He prostituted the government. He usurped strengths it didn't have. And now he's going to pretend to be an altruistic giver rather than what he really is, a crooked mafia don in diapers. Play this dimwit squirrel. My fellow Americans, when I ran for president, I was told the days of bipartisanship were over and that Democrats and Republicans can no longer work together. But I refuse to believe that because America can never give in to that way of thinking. Look, the only way American democracy can function is through compromise and consensus. And that's what I worked going to be to hard as well. president. It's going to be hard for me to listen to this. Forge bipartisan agreement where it's possible and where it's needed. I've signed more than 350 bipartisan laws thus far in almost two and a half years. 
including the historic law that rebuilding America so that we can rank number one in the world in infrastructure instead of where we're ranked now number 13 in the world. Another historic law, rebuilding our manufacturing base so that we'll lead the world once again in making semiconductor chips so much more and so, so many more and so many more sophisticated ones. And now a bipartisan budget agreement. This is vital. Because, is there because, because funny? it's essential to the that progress we've made laugh. over the last few years is keeping full faith and credit of the United States of America oh. and passing a budget that continues to grow our economy and reflects our values as a nation. That's why I'm speaking to you tonight, mm-hmm. to report on the crisis averted and what we're doing to protect America's future. Passing this budget agreement was critical. The stakes could not have been higher. If we had failed to reach an agreement on the budget, there were extreme voices threatening to take America for the first time in our 247-year history into default. That's enough. National debt. Cut this stupid nothing, son of a dog nothing. off. I don't want to hear this bull dunk because he's a lying rat bastard. It's all he's ever done in his life. That's all a lie. You would have never defaulted, stupid. For every dollar that comes in, the first thing it does is go to pay the debt. I know I'm supposed to play the whole thing, Squirrel, but, you know, I mean, come on. How much? These are my people. I don't give a rip about the people that want to hear this nonsense, this fairy tale from Hans Christian Andersen, the most obvious corrupt bastard this country's ever had in any office, let alone the presidency, in his $6,000 suit and cufflinks, living in DuPont mansions as he destroys the value of our dollar and will create more poverty, more welfare, which is really his goal. That's his goal. It's not bipartisanship. How do you, I wonder, was it bipartisan, there was a bipartisanship in the, in the uh, Soviet Union, right? That was bipartisan. How about Venezuela? How about Havana, Cuba? How about Nazi Germany? The third right. Was that bipartisan? Because that's what you have here, the fourth right. Nothing bipartisan about this idiot. 312-642-5600. I guess I have to play the rest of this moron when I get back. He's a jackass. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. What is this song? It's a news thing, isn't it? Because I got to... All right. Well, before I get to that, Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. Please, don't play any more of that Biden. That guy makes... We're eating dinner and he's making us sick. Do you know how many times I have Biden clips that I don't play because I want to save you? So here's the deal. Uh, I have the one, most wonderful people at the station. Wonderful. And I, they never ask me to do anything. But because this idiot spoke live and because, you know, it's broadcast nationwide, they're asking me to do it. So I gave you a little break, but I am going to play just a little. Here's the good news. He's tired. He didn't talk for long. We already cut, what, about three minutes out? We only got about nine more minutes to go. I won't do the whole thing. I'll do as much as we can take. But, you know. I do like the suits here at the AM. Hey, son. Yeah, I got one last final question. You know, he's packing all the, they're packing all these illegals into the colleges, Wright College, Daly College. Uh-huh. Mr. Biden, who's paying for all this? We are, you, you idiot. That's yeah. all I want to say. Thank you, Robert. It's funny because on NBC News, right before they let this dimwit come out and talk, good thing they started out where he was sitting down and he didn't have to walk or anything. Um, it said. Illegal aliens crossing the border, well, illegal immigrants crossing the border, it said. Lowest since Joe Biden's presidency. They're celebrating. This is really what you're hearing. But you're also hearing this from the Republicans. You know, I, I know there's a lot of people out there who say, oh, you're, you know, you're too hard. You can't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. They, the, 
I want to play Biden telling you this is a good deal, because to me, this is somebody who believes it's a good deal versus Kevin McCarthy, who knows that this deal is gaga and he's going to shovel it anyway. Go ahead, squirrel. Cue the dimwit in diapers. Nothing would have been more irresponsible. Nothing would have been more catastrophic. Oh, Our economy would have been thrown into recession. I can't make Retirement any guarantees, squirrel. Millions of Americans it's already aggravating the dung out of me. It's been decimated. Eight million Americans would have lost their jobs. Default would have been have, have destroyed our nation's credit rating, mm-hmm. which would have made everything from mortgages to car loans to funding for the government much more expensive. Can you stop right there? I'm going to take da, 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 to climb out stop of that this hole. son of a! In one year, in one year, all of those things this idiot pretended to save have more than doubled in in, in one year. And now you're going, to be, you're going to pretend to be helping us? If you wanted to help us, you wouldn't have stole the most important office in the world. But you did. And your plot is working because you've been bribed to implode the economy. And then the idiots who are Democrats, they'll support you. Like the idiot who got you elected. Let's hear a little break. Let's hear a little Jim Clyburn, this crooked bastard. Look, he's, he's going to get a little pushback. There has been much made. I don't need to tell you of his age. Are you concerned at all that this will have an impact on the campaign? Yes, I've been saying it all the time, uh, age will have uh, an impact. Uh, but whether or not it's determinative, uh, I think will determine what be dependent upon whether or not uh, uh, he responds uh, going forward and the way he responds. Because Clyborne is as old as dust, too. But see, what he understands is you don't really run. You certainly don't have to win. Fixes in. And crooks like Clyborne have made certain that crooks like Biden will win in perpetuity. And they've got the perfect enemy running because Republicans like Kevin McCarthy, they don't want to see Trump any more than Biden does in the, in the, in the White House. There's no question about it. All right, Squirrel, let's obligate our uh, contractual agreements. And America's standing as the most trusted, reliable financial partner in the world would have been shattered. So... It was critical to reach an agreement. Now, can I play with and a little music? And it's very good news for Americans. No one got everything they wanted, but the American people got what they needed. We averted an economic crisis, an economic collapse. We're cutting spending and bringing the deficits down at the same time. We're protecting important priorities from oh, social Oh, and you're paying for a lot of hookers Medicare, and strippers in Ukraine. To veterans to our transformational investments in infrastructure and clean energy. I want to commend Senator Speaker McCarthy. You know, uh, he and I, uh, we uh, and our teams, we were able to get along, get things done. Makes it a lot better, Squirrel. Really does. Completely honest with one another, respectful with one another. Both sides operated in good faith. Both sides kept their word. And I also want to commend other congressional leaders. House Minority Leader Jeffries. By the way, this is the song they're playing back in the congressional rooms for the Democrats. They acted oh, yeah. responsibly. AOC's up on a table. The country Kamala Harris is tucked away in a closet and looking vote for a shirt. Chambers was overwhelming. Far more bipartisan than anyone thought was possible. So, I want to thank the members of Congress who voted to pass this yeah. Get that money printed. tomorrow become the law. So here's All the, the lands. First, it cuts spending. And over the next 10 years, the deficit will be cut by more than $1 trillion. All right, that's enough. I can't now listen to that. Re- cut this son of a... Oh. I mean, come on. 
Not once did you address any of the pertinent issues. The beat will go on, the thievery, the lies, the fraud, and it's all perpetrated by not just this crook, but by many others. Work reforms for welfare. When I can see that we can reform NEPA for the first time in 40 years, so you're cutting the red tape, so you build things and make America competitive. Everybody has a right to their own opinion. But on history, I'd want to be here with this bill today. Remember that. Remember that, because this will do an absolutely, absolute failure. It'll do gats on ghoul to change the trajectory of corruption this country has become so accustomed to. So remember what this idiot said. And make certain that when you hear and get the emails and the fundraising, and it, you remember who exactly was really responsible for this scam, this lie, this fraud that's celebrated by both dimwit and diapers and the American uh, so-called Republican pushback conservatives. Ooh, conservatives. Senate, and you would have a debt ceiling with no cuts, no changes, no reforms. This is, this is chess. This is not checkers. It's not tic-tac-toe. And you've got to think through not just one step, but five, six, or eight, or ten steps. And in that consequence, I think that Kevin McCarthy got a pretty good deal. And most importantly, he shifted the balance of power. And the ba- Says the guy who's worth $40 million and never made more than two hundred grand a year in his life. How did that happen? How did it happen? I know how it happened. Because you kept the money flowing. Go, Newt! Get on the table, Newt. Go ahead. Get up there, you old bastard. You crook. Kevin McCarthy bopping his head, got his sunglasses on. Make sure you Illinois Republicans write checks to this idiot. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. That's stressful, boy. Time you heard that dimwit celebrate and lie the destruction of my country. I can't even go next door and punch a biker in the face. They all hate him, too. Very upsetting. Anthony McHenry. Thank you, Sean. God bless you. I wanted to try to leave you with a positive thought. You know, you make us laugh in a time when uh, we see our country being destroyed. But remember, it only took 45,000 votes over Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Wisconsin, and Trump would be in the White House. And with all that cheating that went on, he still got 76 million votes, more than any sitting president. Now, he has his flaws, I agree. And I think DeSantis is a good man. But everybody's got to remember, when he moved into Florida to be governor... He had a Republican House and a Republican Senate. He didn't put up with all the pushback and all the BS that Trump had to do. So yeah. I think that he's going to be the guy. And, and because they want to take him down so bad, that tells you that he's the one that can turn this country around. Well, I mean, we need somebody to turn it around. And, you know, I, I, you, did, you did put me in a better mood, Anthony, so I want to thank you very much. There's also something else I like to focus on. With all of these scoundrels, scallywag Republicans in one place, I know one of their wives has my watch from the 80s. So thank you very much, Anthony. I wish one of those tramps would bring it back. Kevin, Austin, Texas. See what I did there? Sean, your watch is in a couch at the uh, Country Club Inn on North Avenue, probably. <laughs> it, it's, uh, there's a chance they didn't have many couches there, but go ahead. <laughs> so I was going to talk about, uh, if you look at capitalism, it's really based on what, what, what New York was. Before it was New York, there was New Amsterdam. And that was the stock exchange based on the Dutch. And the Dutch were kind of 
you know, back in the day, Vikings. So in a way, it's also it's all goes back to Viking capitalism. And yeah. then what you're doing is you're trying to bring that back. <laughs> yeah, the so, Dutch were smarter than the, the Vikings. To, the way yeah. to keep it is this experience, this experience of uh, the experiment of self-government. It is people have to participate. So yeah. I get discouraged when you say, oh, you know, nobody's going to save us. There's not going to be a great person to save us. No, but think about this. getting involved. 74 million, 76 million, whatever it is. We got robbed. Yeah. Robbed. Think yeah, about the change you'd have. Because you see this. Just hear me out. You see this yeah, scoundrel yeah. Kevin McCarthy. You see what he's doing, right? So how about this? How about every one of those people, every one of them, sit on their ass and not participate in the illusion of a selection called an election. It's not going to work. You, now you just say, you know what? You guys go ahead. We know it's a fracking game. Go ahead. It's like voting in Chicago. You're really you might as well. You to might be- as well. But you might as well. You might as well bend over and hope that your parents are proud of you. Well, no, 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 no. You, know what I mean? you bend over when you pretend a liar is on your side. You see, Kevin, what you're not picking up on, and I don't know how, is they're no, fracking in on the game, man. They're in on the game. Kevin McCarthy is in on the scam. He never had a fracking job in his life. He worked for the the funding principal of Rubbergate, which was a cons- which was really a scandal in the eighties. Kevin McCarthy, he didn't know about that. I didn't know. You mean the guy you worked for was the was the architect of bounce checks where Congress gets their, their bounce checks paid for, and you didn't know it. You think he wants to disrupt the system? He loves what's going on. That scum, Kira, Indiana. John, thanks for making the Biden speech tolerable with that wonderful Russian music. And speaking of Russians, as you know, I'm Russian, and uh, they just interviewed the head of the Russian church, the new head of the church, and that's why there is a surge in Christianity in Russia. And they said because they're seeing what the West is doing. So, Peter, that's that is exciting. The churches in Russia. Now, you know, um, people, even the people I know who are Ukrainian. We're very upset when the Ukrainian government was killing Russian-speaking Ukrainians. They were very upset. I believe the total of people that they had killed, specifically before our intervention into the Soviet oligarch war, was about 25,000 Ukrainians who spoke Russian. They killed them. Not just the, the hundreds that they burned in the church alive. Do you think there's a reason that that civil war that was going on is never mentioned when Joe Biden and Barack Obama were giving loan guarantees to George Soros and the other Democrat oligarchs? Do you think there's a reason that not a one fracking mainstream media outlet will even discuss it? And the billions that are being scammed by yeah. Mr. Z. Yeah. And you know what they're doing, too? They're making those Porsches, those Bentleys, those those shopping centers in Paris. They're making them all smell like potatoes because uh, they still aren't haven't perfected the deodorant over there. Thank you very much, Kira. I appreciate it. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Oh, you know, squirrel. The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling twenty eight million dollars and one point three million euros in cash. Anastasia Kozitska was caught by the authorities in neighboring Hungary carrying cash stashed in suitcases. You think when they were driving over there in that Bentley that smells like rotten potatoes on the inside, they were listening to my favorite song? I think they were. I think they were, Squirrel. Ukrainian prosecutors say they've arrested the head of the country's Supreme Court over an alleged bribery case a day after releasing these photos that appear to show stacks of American $100 bills lined up on a couch found during an investigation involving its justices. 
I didn't hear I didn't hear any of that talk, none of it at all. There was a Harvard Harris poll this month that found that fifty-three percent of the public, including a fourth of Democrats, believe, quote, Joe Biden was involved with his son in an in an illegal influence peddling scheme. Uh, there's of course evidence that the president interacted with his relatives, associates from China, uh, Mexico, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. Uh, so what do you say to the majority of Americans who believe that the president is himself corrupt? Say, how'd you know? By the way, the same stable genius has said the biggest problem we had in the Revolutionary War is we didn't have enough airports. Whoa. By the way, Squirrel, this is before he hit his head. Oh, man, I tell you what. Yeah, you guys voted for him. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I think we can pull this together. I'm optimistic. Good news is you should be optimistic, because ultimately this failure will be recognized by every moron, even the ones that are bribed to be Democrats. In the meantime, remember, you're Americans. Now, Squirrel, it's that time of the week. Cue the National Anthem. Everybody have a good weekend. And just remember, you don't have to buy the lie just because somebody's selling it. In particular, a Fabian pretending to be a Republican. And if you're in the once great city, now a third world hellhole where there will be more shootings than in Kiev, keep your head on a swivel. I'll be back on Monday. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.